Attention Pokemon players, you're listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake can't make up his mind. Chuck is definitely going to edit this out. And Lost Forge is upon us. Alright, come on. I made one little omission. Little. Little. <laughs> it was pretty entertaining, so... Um... I had a long week this week or last week with work. Um, didn't get a chance to like listen like I normally would. Um, and then I just got a flood of of texts or emails or even people at local leagues saying, um, what's up with editing this week? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I even did the old editors clap for you. And it just straight was like overpassed. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that one. I mean, I did edit other things out. I don't know how I missed that one, but I did. Right. No, it's bad. all good. Mistakes happen. I think it was, if anything, it was just more entertaining. Um, and I think everybody that listened to it before you fix it just got a little bit more of a kick out of out of it than, uh, you know, any kind of bad um, vibes. <laughs> yeah, you did only have about nine hours to listen before I did uh, correct it. So Right. right. Well, it was a treat for those that... Uh, that listened to it in that nine hour uh, time frame. Um, but yep. besides you forgetting to edit out um, stuff from our last episode, uh, how was your week? Uh, is Has it uh, been filled with Pokemon? What what, what, are you, what are you doing? Yes, it's been filled with a lot of Pokemon this week. It's uh, the, the pre-release weekend, as I like to call it, in Pittsburgh, uh, because I came back to town and did a pre-release Saturday and Sunday. You mm-hmm. were there. Uh, as long as, as well as a bunch of others, so I got to get my first dip into some Lost Origin cards. So yep, so did I. It was uh really really fun uh, to do that, and I guess we can talk a little bit about that here in a second um, before we just get you know introductions of the week done. Um, but anything other than uh, you know coming to visit Pittsburgh and play some Lost Origins? Uh, not not that not nothing else too crazy. Um, you know, uh, that was pretty much it at the moment. Uh, just doing some testing in the meantime as well. Right. So, yep. Lots of testing over here as well. But before we get to our, um, pre-release talk, uh, from, from the past weekend, I want to give out a shout out to my son Brody. Um, last night he went to his first, well, his second league. Um, he did go to one and played a raid battle with some of the kids and um, Ryan and Joe, both awesome local professors. You know, the kids had a blast and he that's all he talked about the rest of the night and going into the next day. Um, so he he did really well there and then jumped in and played against some juniors yesterday. Um, ended up going one, one and one, but I didn't assist him at all. That was his first time um, without me sitting next to him, helping him shuffle helping him um you know with just basic stuff obviously i'm not ever going to play the game for him but like just kind of egging him on like is there anything else you can do or anything like that um so got to kind of catch a little bit of his last game and he made a couple really good plays um that, to end up taking the win so um i was really proud of him he did a really good job and i can't wait to see him just uh continue to be uh in in the community and have fun with it and grow as a player and as uh you know as learning as far as reading math and all that good stuff that pokemon does help uh kids with yeah good job brody 
Right. <laughs> wait till he starts smacking me around for W's. That's true. There is a there is a um you know thing about you here at locally that you like to just go at the kids. Uh yes. so he's ready for the challenge. Yes, that's that's the one of the uh, at the at the junction they they seem to like to pair me up against the kids. Well, at least <laughs> it was at the last career release at the uh Astral Radiance was. I think I played against three kids and then they called me the they, <laughs> the they, uh, I like to just beat up on kids, right? So. But yeah, I think that's a, a good time to just jump into the pre-release. So um, we did two two pre-releases this weekend here in Pittsburgh, um, at least that Chuck and I were involved in. Um, so how did those go? What kind of what what were those decks that you kind of had to go with? Uh, so <clears throat> pre-release one on Saturday, uh, I got uh, a pretty. Uh, I got the com the comfy kit, mm-hmm. which was, uh, I mean, comfy is almost not. That's all they get. They don't really give you another comfy. It's just right. You get comfy and then other cards. So uh, it was a cool. It was an okay deck. I mean, I used uh, our. Uh, I mean, they give you a Hisui and Arcanine, and then uh machop was a machop machamp was a line that you could right. possibly get i didn't get that it was a one 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 which was very weird i think or actually no i think it was a little like a, a two one one or something like that well the second day i got machamp as the promo and i only had i only got a one 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 okay but i got hasui and arcanine again <laughs> and then i got uh i think everyone had like a sprinkling of gengars in the kits right like uh, whether you got the promo or not, like you, I think you got a Gengar, and then uh, the Dustocks, the Wormful Dustcock, Dustocks was like the other big Pokemon that I remember seeing uh, people use. So, and I might be forgetting another another attacking line, but uh, the first day it was Dustocks and Arcanine uh, went two and one. Uh, not too bad. I played a nail biter of a very first game. Like usually, I was like sitting there playing it with Stiz, our local, and we were like almost at time, but we were like both playing, and we were like being really ca- being cagey and just like playing a right. really good game. And we're like, this is pre-release. So this should have been over by now. And like right. four turn. I think but, my game next. I was sitting next to you on that uh, that occasion, and I think I was done within five minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah i think that was the game i lost um we'll go into that a little bit later but that was kind of fun yeah like he was just taking his time getting set up with with stuff that wasn't in the like he was not really attacking in the active and i just had arcanine stuff there with a, a handful of cards I right. just, there's no easy way to make him work um uh so 10 damage it was <laughs> exactly um, for me, like, I, yeah, I, I got the Arcanine line both days as well. Um, um, what was the, the second attacker, the um, Gliscow, or, or how do you say his name? Oh, the, yeah. the big Gliscor. 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 So I had him, um, ended up going uh, 2-1 as well. Um, but that was the first time I actually used Grant in a deck and actually made him work. Um, so I did get my, on uh, my third game, I did thin my, uh, you know, hand enough where I could, you know, get him his ability back to, and to get my hand to zero or to one with him back in there, and then play him. 
Um, so ended up winning my third game because of the, the grant play, which actually the damage boost was necessary for the actual grant card as well. Um, so that was pretty fun. Uh, going into the second day, um, I pulled the, um, again, the Arcanine and the Grass Attacker. I forget the name off the top of my head right now. Um, but the bug, uh, yeah, yeah, the dust ox, um, and ended up going 3 0 there. So, for my pre release, you know, out of six games, I, I, I had a respectable 5 1, but I think I lost my very first game, um, in that pre release format, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the second day for me, I did, I did get Arcanine, I got them a champ, and then Arcanine, uh, and Gliscor, and that was all I was using. And I mean, I I went two and one again on that day, and I was, I was hoping to go three and zero, and I was playing a close game against uh, Adam, and right. uh, uh, the the funny in the game before, like I had to use using Gliscor and he attacks, he rolls dice or you roll dice for pets. <laughs> yes. Uh, I had I had to like, I could not get him to do like Gliscor is bad. But uh, right. uh, I, f- I found that Gliscor is bad in, in the second day, and Riley is the new worst card in the game. I don't know why <laughs> they created it. Um, <laughs> right, so, Riley is pretty bad because you get those cards, you're like, yes. And then yeah, your so, opponent just like, nope, you discard, discard. Uh, I was playing against – in that last game, I was playing against Adam, and um, we were it was really close. So I was like, I need a second attacker. And I was like, even if this very bad second attacker – is Arcanine. I could figure out maybe a way to get there. I was like, I have Arcanine or Machamp. I need those two cards. And I was like, I still have like 10 cards in my deck. So I was like, I got to use Riley here. And I just can't not get both of them in the five. Right. Yeah. I got both of them. And he was just like, those two are going to go this card. Like, <laughs> I, I was mad as soon as I saw it. Like, I was like, let's go. go. Ahead. Well, so the I next bet is going to be a four of Riley. Yeah. So and we're not even putting it to a vote. It's just going straight Riley, no, right? I'm not. I'm never playing that card again. Riley, <laughs> That's what you think. Uh, <laughs> that that card is horrible. Don't ever play that card. I, I do not see a scenario where that ever be good unless you just don't want to play the cards you want. Um, <laughs> well, Chuck, don't get rid of a four count because you're. I have a feeling I'm going to punish you one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, and then uh, following that up, though, I had to attack with Gliscor, and I needed two heads, two out of right. four, and I only got one, uh, which was the third time, because uh, I, I did that attack three times on the day, needing two t- two heads each time. Every time I rolled, I got, only got one head. So I was three for 12. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the nature of flip cards. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Uh, pre-release it is what it is. I mean, it... <sighs> It is painful because I, I, I did have one game with him um, where I rolled four four out of four heads and then literally the next attack went over four on the heads and they just literally did nothing. Um, so I've seen both sides of the coin. It, it that's That deck's probably never going to see play outside of like pre-release, but it was kind of fun no. while lasted having that the option for paralysis on top of the damage. Uh, there was some kind of versatility there. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's a good pre-release card. It's just one of those ones that you're like, 
when you're trying to win something and you're you're being a little bit more competitive, it'll just frustrate right. the crap out of you. Right, right. Especially yeah, pretty least you're trying to win like when you're you're two zero going into that game game to trying to get three zero. Um, you know that's a couple more packs, and when we're in this you know new meta where it's not even legal um, yet, but it, you can win a couple prize packs before they're they're legal. It you know that could be a difference between a, a Garatina and not a Garatina. You know. Yeah. Well, speaking of pulling stuff, did did your pre-release haul uh, net you anything great? Um. So day one, not so much. I got a um, Berserker, I think. No, that was day two. I got. Nothing really of note day one, um, but I did get a Berserker in my kit and I used him and he was kind of an MVP for day two because um, drawing cards uh, early game uh, is pretty busted and always having a V Pokemon be able to tank in that format and is kind of harder to knock out. Um, yeah. Pretty good, uh, especially in this format when, you know, his second attack hits for, you know, more damage for a card you have in your hand. Uh, so being able just to basically one shot things, um, you know, really helped out for that uh, situation, uh, but did end up pulling out of my prize packs um, for the pre-release um, a full art boss and with Lysander and a full art Thor full art Thornton um, as well. Uh, ended up trading the boss away the next day at locals um, so I can get a Garatina. Uh, so ended up getting a Garatina V star. So now, you know, it was a good trade. Uh, obviously, I, I like that for the collection, but um, I feel like I want to get those meta cards as soon as possible. So if I have to trade away some of the new shiny trainers, like that's what I got to do. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I netted uh, two good cards. Mm -hmm. I got a Radiant Gardevoir day two. And I got uh, one of the pulls I wanted, the gold Hisuian Zorark day one. Um, that one was especially LV, painful for me. It, so, but. Right. So uh, for everybody here, um, Chuck and I got the last two building battle boxes of day one. And I went up and grabbed them both. And I'm like, here, Chuck, you pick which one. So I literally had that gold Garatina in my <laughs> hand and you took it from me. <laughs> yeah i well if it makes you feel better uh i did that exact same same thing with my uh friend joe who came on the second day mm -hmm. and i was like grab me a kit and then i grabbed the same hand i grabbed out of the the that i grabbed from your hand and i got nothing yeah uh, so uh, what he end up getting did he get any, anything good uh i don't remember all good i know oh. he got he got a radiant steelix okay no, no, see still that's a good pull yeah um I, a little side tangent because that was a painful moment for me um i you know i dabble in pokemon go um and you know with the new lures the daily lures the 50 minute lures that you can um help get pokemon i stumbled i was i don't know you i was so flabbergasted i i stumbled across a galarian moltres um, with that and i was like oh my gosh um i didn't think i'd ever find one off of those low percentages um you know threw a gold raz at it and ultra ball uh, and it promptly jumped out after one wiggle and ran away immediately <laughs> and it broke my heart i was so depressed the rest of the day i'm sitting there like trying to think of deck 
you know, creation stuff for the rest, uh, you know, for testing and everything. And my wife can just see it on my face. She's like, what's up? And I'm like, you're still thinking about that. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, I am. So uh, he heard the God away. You can't feel too bad that the, the catch rates on those birds are really low. And right. But still, I mean, just, just to see them are really low. I know so, so yeah. many friends at work that play that haven't even seen it. That didn't even know that was actually a yet. thing. I haven't, I haven't seen one yet either. And I've, I mean, I've been falling off from using my incense now because it's it's been making me angry that I can't even see one. Right. Let alone when you catch it, like when you see it, you might not even be able to catch it. So yeah, I think Adam said there was like an eight percent, like or I'm sorry, um, that eighty percent run rate after you know it jumps out, something yeah. crazy it, like that. It has a really high runaway rate if you don't get it. First. Yeah, it's oh, uh, so yeah, that's the one that got away. But that was just a side tangent. Um, but anything else about the pre-release weekend, uh, or any of the new cards that you wanted, um, that, you know, worth mentioning? Um, I mean, things that we got to play, I mean, we didn't really get to see like how the Lost Engine works, even though mm -hmm. like you could get comfy. So still need to get a little bit more hands-on with that. You right. know, I feel like that engine could be good. I have a few ideas and we'll share those a little bit later. Yeah. And then, uh, I think. I think Gengar is going to be a pretty good card. I mean, his attack is pretty decent, and it's really easy to get him on the thing, the board. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think you might find him in a lot of niche decks. I mean, he's definitely really good for Zorark. So um, yeah. uh, that's going to be a really cool card. Just the things that I didn't think would be good uh, popping off. And I, I definitely think I, I, I was going to build Ar Hisui and Arcanine, but I, I really do think his damage output's not going to be good enough. Nah, it's not good enough. I mean, in a pre-release, sure. Um, but but it's standard in standard play. No, I I just don't think it's good enough. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's all the real takeaways from that. I still need to open more stuff. Right. So we do. We gotta. We gotta uh, shout this out um, again. Uh, we do have our booster boxes ready to go for this weekend's pack battle. Right. Yes, we do. I have mine in my hand right now. Uh, so it was, hard, right here. it was hard not um, busting this open when everybody at Locals um, was able to open up uh, their booster boxes. I did get um, a couple other um, products, but not a, like a booster box. I had an ETB and one of those like level two, like just bundle kits or whatever that comes with six yeah, booster the new, packs. The new booster bundles. Yeah. Uh, ended up pulling a Garatina out of that. So, uh, and then, so I pulled a Garatina. And I traded uh, away for some, so I actually have a two-two line of the the VV uh, V Star already. Nice. Uh, without ever even you know cracking into my uh, booster box, so I'm pretty excited. Um, pretty good start to my collection um, thus far. Yep, I have no Giratinas yet. Uh, You'll get still, there. Uh, I will. I will get there eventually. Right. Um, I like it. Like you said, I still have that box open, and it is really hard right now not to open it but right we, i mean i had to trade away a zoro arc a v star for um a v and considerations for the, the future um so it was kind of hard getting rid of that card but it's like i'm gonna pick one or the other you know what i mean so yeah that would have been a hard trade for me because those, those are two decks i want to make right uh specifically and I, I, I don't think I the Zorak just could be fun. I think Zorak, well, we could talk about that later. Right. But I think Zorak could be fun. But for sure. All right. So, uh, yeah, again, uh, a pretty fun week of Pokemon for both of us, um, you know, with pre releases, locals, all that fun. 
um, stuff. Um, but with that being said, before we get into you know the main topic topic of the day, let's um, jump into our you know our mid show um, shenanigans here with some. Yeah. Let's start it off with some trivia. It's time, time for trivia. Trivia with some trivia. Do you want to? I have a real trivia question that was given to me by uh, the misses. Uh, Miss Laura Ooh. actually found a trivia question that I thought was interesting. Well, let's start uh, with so that. I have one. no idea where it came from. Came from her, so uh, I'm going to ask it. And if it's completely wrong, it's her fault. It's your wife's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, this is just general Pokemon trivia, too. So um, it's not a TCG specific. So in in uh, I think it more deals with the like TV show, I guess, or anything, but. Basically, the question is, what Pokemon had the nickname Pika Blue before American audiences learned their real name, its real name? That has to be Minel, right? What? I think that's how you pronounce it. The the Plusle and Minel? Is it how you, you say his name? Oh, oh, it's, it's, uh, that's um, uh, noon or Minoon. I don't know how you, I don't know the exact per- so I'm assuming by your reaction that, that that's not the right yet. Rea- uh, not, that, that is not okay. the Okay, then I get a second a lifeline here. Um, Pika Blue. Pika Blue. I'm assuming it has to be a blue Pokemon. It is a blue Pokemon. It is a... You want another... You want to... Yeah, give me another hint. I give you a hint. It is small. It has two types. It is a water fairy type. Oh god, that's well, not actually me at all. Um, it only be a water type. I think it evolves into a water fairy type. Azumarill. Azumarill. Uh, not what well, you are. You're on the right track. So uh, that's it's Marill. Ah, Marilla was the right answer. Uh, Azumar, I, I, I can't remember if Marill is actually fairy type or not. Um, I, I think so. It it, I, I think so. I think it is. I think it. Well, it definitely has a fairy type card, so Pinky that's why I thought it was. Blue. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Trust TCG sometimes, right? <laughs> but yeah, that is a trivia question. I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm guessing they saw it, like they made the Pokemon, and then it was like it looked like I don't know a Pikachu, and they called it Pika Blue for a while, and then. They finally released its actual name. Right. No, that was a good one. Um, good, good job, uh, Charlie's wife. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Yes. All right. Uh, I have one uh, for the day. Um, we're gonna play. Guess that Pokemon this attack belongs to. Um, I would say it's standard legal as per the usual. It will be standard legal in a couple weeks. Oh, geez. <laughs> I haven't like studied all these <laughs> right. <cards>. So uh <laughs> it is a newer card. That's the only hit you're getting, and it's an attack, obviously. Um, and the attack name is Alluring Dance. Alluring Dance. Dance. It's a dancing Pokemon. Um Don't mind my dogs barking over there. 
He's let himself be known. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. This was the card that cost me my first game against Desmond. Um, it was my only loss in this because of this card. You were sitting next to me when it happened. Um, I am bad, and I don't remember this now. <laughs> I remember the shenanigans, but um, it's a psychic card. I don't know. I you don't are know. right. It is a psychic card, um, and that psychic card is Jinx. Ah, that's. So you have Jinx, a Loring Dance. Switch yes. one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with their active Pokemon. The new active Pokemon is now confused. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Des had kind of a slow start, and he thought he had the loss, uh, but with attach, attach, and then he gusts up my attacker that I'm getting ready on the bench and confuses it, and then proceeds to knock it out in the very next turn because you know it, it was a Machamp and it was weak to uh, Psychic. And yeah, that was basically game because he took away, took away my only attacking option. Didn't even know that was a thing until it happened. So had to give a shout out to Jinx for ruining my weekend. Yes, good old Jinx. I I remember all of that now. <laughs> Did not remember Jinx. It's fine. It's all good, my friends. <laughs> with that being said, we kind I kind of went into you know trivia with one of the you know the newer cards but let's go ahead and go into random card madness and let's go lost origins yes yes so uh lost origin officially has 196 cards i randomly generated a number and um uh, using a couple different pages i got number 137 uh that's going to take us to uh if you look in your etb books to pidgeot v hmm. uh, uh, v pokemon and uh, I'm going to go to a different page here to read it. So it is a colorless uh, Pokemon with uh, 210 HP. It's obviously basic. Uh, it comes with an ability and an attack. So an ability is Magnificent Vanishing Wings. I'm not sure if that's the actual translation still or not. But um, uh, it, what it does is once during your turn, if this Pokemon is on your bench, you may use this ability. And you shuffle this Pokemon and all attached cards into your deck. So, woof, he's gone. Back to your deck. And then for his attack, he, for three colorless, Flying Surf. It's 80 plus damage. If you have a stadium in card, if you have a stadium card in play, this attack does 80 more damage. So for a total of 160. And then uh, weakness is to lightning, and it does have a resistance to fighting. Okay, so I mean, probably never going to see meta play, uh, but it is a deck that would be fun to bring to locals. Um, kind of a really hit and run, you know, esque kind of deck. You get two of these guys set up, you hit with one, um, you know, potentially tank a hit, retreat, uh, use the ability to scoop him back up, basically, and then recycle and kind of get set up while the, you know, in the meantime, get the, the next one in the active spot. Um, ready to go so it kind of seems like a pretty fun um, hit and run kind of deck I don't think it's ever going to see any meta relevance though so no uh, I I agree with you I find that that ability is going to come in handy for something even if it's just um, oh no it's on your bench so you can't yeah. use it really to 
Yeah, you have to retreat. Um, so yeah, no. So then I retract my firmest. I, I mean, it might find cool play somewhere, uh, but um, yeah, if that, that was gives me that because of the bench restriction, kind of I, I just don't. I don't know, but yeah. Um, the vanishing that that is a really cool ability. I just don't know where you use it with Pidgeot. Right. I, I I really like I said, I think it gives me like that that greedent um the greedent hit and run kind of vibes. Um, you know, early in the sword and shield meta, you know, we've seen that list pop up a few times, um, you know, courtesy of counting money. Um, being able just to kind of, you know, tank off uh, tank with the with the um what was it the the tank Pokemon? I forget the tank Pokemon at the time, but then just kind of bring it in, um, bring in uh create it and then kind of just keep rinse and repeat that kind of thing. Did so he, did he use dolls? Um I don't remember if it was dolls or if it was uh Altaria potentially. Uh it was probably I think it was Altaria. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of gives me that vibe. So you you might see it pop here and there. Um but I don't think you'll ever see some like long term success. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. All right. Well that's a random card. I'm feeling greedy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for another one. So we're gonna go. Nom 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 nom. Nom 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 nom. So we're gonna go with card thirty-two, and I'm doing this on the fly. <laughs> so this is uh, Polytoad. All right. So Polywhirl, and then Polytoad, uh, and now Polytoad is a water Pokemon. That is a stage two. Uh, so uh, you have to evolve it from Polywhirl and Poliwag. Basic, but uh, comes with two attacks. Uh, has 108, 140 HP. Um, for double colorless, uh, it has King's Dance, ten plus damage. If Poliwag is on your bench, this attack does sixteen more damage. If Poliwhirl is on your bench, this attack does ninety more damage. If Poliwrath is on your bench, this attack does one hundred and twenty more damage. Uh, and then the other attack is a Water Double Colorless Hydro Splash for one hundred damage. Um, so, uh, you'd have to ask a judge right. ruling on this, because if this is all either of them, really good or not good at all, because if all of them were on the bench, uh, that is 270 damage, 280 damage. If you have one of each, a polywag, polywhirl, and a poly wrath, um, so maybe cool maybe pending judge call um this I, that could be kind of sneaky good especially if nobody's expecting it yeah so uh the reason why that works in my head um would it could be sneaky good is because those are all pokemon that you eventually need mm -hmm. um to want to use and uh it doesn't specify any kind of polyrath so you can, might be on might find a cool attacking polyrath as right. well um but uh, I mean, you're also you're you're doing added damage for being set up for the next turn. Mm -hmm. So I, th those are all kind of pluses. Um, if even if this was where you can stack that damage, um, Lost Zone might really hurt this deck. Um, now that you know Lost Zone's in there, having certain cards discarded might really really affect the consistency and or the damage output. Um, but it does kind of seem like a deck that you'd want to bring to locals just to play around with, have fun, 
um, and catch people off guard um, where they just don't know what you're doing until it's too late. Yeah, uh, I see this card um, being in Little Dark Fury's future. Right, probably. Just catch it in the feed later, maybe. <laughs> uh, so in terms of things, uh, you might want to try and make something with this. I mean, the attack is decent, and I'm just reading what it's translated as, and if it's translated exactly as is, it would stack. Yeah, I, I, so. I tend to agree with you, um, but that sounds too good to be true, so we'll see. Yeah. So there's a double keep dose. It, keep it in your binder, both of them, um, for yeah. fun decks. They're at minimum going to be fun decks. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't straight throw these into the bulk bin. These might be something that you can make some fun stuff with. Right. All right. All right. Well, with that being said, let's jump over to Ryan and Turtwig and talk a little bit about the meta of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to <laughs> Turtwig Talks of the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as Hard for Gaming. I'm joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week, I am late, but we have 11 tournaments, 1,080 unique deck plays, and 2,822 matches to cover this week. So let's hop right into those top eights. Starting off, Inteleon Charizard had 11 top eights. Arceus Pikachu had 12 top eights. Palkia Dex had 14 top eights. And Mew was tied to Palkia with 14 top eights, rounding off the week. So let's hop into those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week, those being Eugenesec, Arceus Pikachu, Palkia Inteleon, and Inteleon Box, aka Inteleon Charizard. Notable changes to Mugenesec, Palkia Inteleon, Inteleon Charizard, Regis Dialga, and Ice Rider Inteleon. Mugenesec was up in play percentage by 3.5%, Palkia Inteleon was down in win, was up in win percentage by 4%, Inteleon Box, aka Inteleon Charizard, was up in play percentage by 3% and win percentage by 4.5%. Seems like people are really starting to grasp this deck. Reggie's were up in win percentage by 7%, Dialga was up in win percentage by 9%, and Ice Rider Inteleon was up in win percentage by 4.5%. So, that's all it. That's all I got for the boring meta numbers. So, I would like to shout out our local groups at Heroes Inc. Comics and Four Horsemen Comics and Games. We're shouting out all of our local players. So thanks again for all the guys that show up. I appreciate all of you. I would also like to shout out our juniors and their parents for coming out to our Saturday Juniors League at Heroes Inc. Comics. You guys have been making my weeks better by being just so wholesome and awesome. I love every one of you and want to thank you personally again. So let's talk about all the decks that won this week. All these decks had a single win this week, those being Arceus Pikachu, Blissey, Mewtwo Miltank, and Palkia Ice Rider. Inteleon Zard and Mew both had two wins this week, and Palkia had three wins, rounding off the week for the wins. So, Turkwood worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you, even though it might have been late. So, if you can let us know on Twitter at all for gaming your thoughts on this week's report, that does it for this week's Turkwood Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. And until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And thank you, Ryan, for another great meta report. And it is now time to go to the news. Yes, news items. There's two things to talk about, um, at least that I've seen. Um, but the thing I think that most people, and I guess we're a little late because uh, of uh, to announce this, because... Uh, 
I think this came out after the day after um, we recorded, which we recorded early last week because of my schedule. Um, but local championship points events will return in January of 2023. Um, very, very exciting. I know we kind of talked about this um, two episodes ago, um, saying it was a shame uh, that it didn't currently have it. But we had speculations that we, we were going to get local CP back. And I think this really, really helps for the community and people trying to, you know, make that world's invite. Um you can only go so far with you know regionals for you know for the average player. Um, you're going to need those points at your local levels, um, at, at league leagues and cups and all that stuff. So this is very exciting news, um, and I think the community really wanted this. I don't know if you want to add to anything on, on this, uh, your opinions or anything. Uh, I mean, I am happy that they finally kind of let let it out the bag that they're gonna that there's some sort of local event going to come back. Um, because uh, the way it was released, it's not it's not a hard confirmation that it's leagues and cups coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, sanction events, local sanction events will be coming back um, because it was an email sent to uh, local organizers saying that making sure that they are reporting their leagues because it is going to be a requirement. Like yes, that the there's going to be like. Some of that is going to be looked at to help sanction these events or basically divvy out these events. So, right. like, not a hundred percent that it's leagues and cups coming back, but we might have we're going to have some sort of local event that will contain CP. So, I'm excited. This this will take a little bit of pressure off myself and a lot of people, I'm sure, um, that want to make a push. Um, you know, I was currently trying to go. Um, you know, five, six, you know, plus of these, uh, you know, these regional styles events, um, you know, and that can be um, a big, you know, dent in your pocketbook, um, try, you know, trying to budget out for, you know, X a number of tournaments. Um, now, even for me going to Peoria, I already planned on going, just driving there, sleeping in my car <laughs> and not doing it like and just playing and then sleeping in my car if i do good um i'll, I'll sleep in my car an extra night and then uh drive home afterwards um so uh, you know you know having more local events means you know maybe a player like myself or you know anybody that that level doesn't need to travel and maybe try to you know do something to that effect yeah uh it, it's gonna help me a little bit because i with my calendar, looking at my calendar, what I had planned, like I have uh, four only, like maybe four or five on the window. So if, if they weren't, if they don't all go a good way, I might not, might not make it there just off the basis of regional performances. So, right, right. Um, the local events will hopefully help smooth over however I start doing in regionals, even though I know I'm going to start out with a win in Baltimore. So, because Ooh. I can't let Baltimore have anything good, so I have to take it. As a <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I must take good things from Baltimore. From Baltimore, so. yeah. I mean, as long <laughs> as somebody that wasn't from Baltimore, um, you know, wins it, it's all yeah. good there. Sorry that people in Baltimore that you know play Pokemon, we still love you too, but you don't <laughs> like the Ravens, so sorry. <laughs> I just threw shade at Baltimore for no reason. <laughs> I I have your back, Chuck. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, next next area of news. Uh, we got uh, some cool secret rares revealed from Incandescent Arc 
Kiana. Yes. Yes, that is the right name. Um, so that is our next Silver Tempest, part of our Silver Tempest set. Right. So uh, we got some cool art alt arts in there. Uh, some uh, some we've seen before, like the Superior. Uh, but I uh, got a cool Mawile. Uh, anything stick out to you? Yeah, so obviously I've already kind of talked about the superior B with all art with Rosa. You know, that's 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 my girl right there. Um, but one that I didn't see previous to today looking at this article um, was the gold energy switch. That thing is beautiful. I cannot wait to get four, four copies of that card. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's the card. I'm there's a lot of really cool things in there, but you know I'm a sucker for gold, especially those gold cards that um either won't rotate or is constantly in the meta that will continuously come back. Um so you'll always have, you know, use for that card and you know, 10 years from now. Um, yeah, and I believe that I I'm, I'm looking it up just to make sure, but I believe that is the first time energy switch has gotten a gold uh, uh, card. It does have a gold card. I actually just acquired a uh, energy switch gold card, but it is it's one of those smaller, like old school ones that's not like completely full art. Um, so uh, oh, it's, it's, it is uh, the first full like a full card uh, art a, of of a gold card for switch. Yes, or it's, an switch. X, it's an XY one of the old school gold border gold. Cards. Correct. Correct. So yeah, cool. it does have a gold card currently, um, but this one is times a thousand uh on its beauty level <laughs> yeah yeah uh it is neat to see that they're instantly giving v guard energy a gold i guess they're going to expect that to be a decent want right that's i mean that's cool though um we just yeah. got the we just got the or we we're going to get it so it's going to be a gold card you know in the set that it comes out in which is I was, not I was always a thing I was expecting maybe a gift energy because uh, that's been a popular mm. card talked about from our last set from I Lost Sword. Tend to agree with you. Um, but yeah, then there's, uh, I mean, the Serena is probably going to be a popular trainer as well, too. So. Yeah, the breaks in Serena. That's a really cool um, card. Let's see. Is there any other ones? Uh, you know, they're, well, they're the all. Straight, I was just talking the... about the straight Serena full art. Oh, that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's going to definitely be one that I'm trying to get in my collection book as well. Um, aside from that, uh, that, that, yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of good cards. Uh, obviously, um, go check out uh, Pokey Beach uh, for all these, um, you know, these awesome images, uh, and for you know any up to date news in the Pokemon TCG world. Yep. Uh, just I'll add a quick caveat for giveaways at GameStop because I'm just checking over the news. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are going to be a few for the the video game players. Uh, they are going to be giving away a shiny Eternatus uh, uh, to encourage pre-orders of Scarlet and Violet. So uh, look at that up to get the specifics. And then uh, this week, Friday, starting Friday, if you're going to go to GameStop for any of your TCG purchases, uh, spend fifteen bucks, you get a Hisuian Zorark promo. Very cool. I- I can't wait for more promos and stamped cards um, for league plays uh, and, and these yeah. kind of like um, GameStop things too. I'm like I said, I think a few weeks ago, I'm starting to do a collection of stamped cards. Um, 
they're all just very beautiful. After doing last season's regionals and uh, NAIC, um, just getting those stamp cards, like really, um, you know, put a little addiction in there to try to <laughs> to get those cards with the stamps. Yeah, I, I also myself have started finding those. I'm just like, if I see some that aren't expensive, I'll start picking them out. Um, there are a lot of promos, so mm-hmm. and not all of them are not necessarily worth anything. Uh, the energies are definitely where the money's at right. if you want those. But um, just trying to, you know, add a little bit to the collection now that I actually have some of my own earned, like, stamped from right. going to regional. So I, I keep asking uh, Nate at Sports Card Junction, hey, if you get any stamp cards, you know, let me see them. I, 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 I want to start this collection. And he keeps showing me cards with, like, first place, second place, like, um, you know, <laughs> stamps on them as well. And I want one of those cards but my rule in, in pokemon and any game i've ever played is i cannot have a a card like that with a stamp saying first place if i didn't win it myself i'm never going to purchase anything that says top whatever first place uh, that comes with the cards play mass anything um so he keeps showing me those and i'm like i, I can't do that i i have I, I have a hard rule on myself that i'm not going to purchase those um so hopefully uh, we get some locally here so he can start, uh, you know, selling me some of these these older stamped cards so I can get my collection up. Yeah, uh, that would be cool. I've already broke. I, I don't have that rule. I've broken it. I have some. You a broke a rule place, that you know. doesn't apply to you. Yeah, I broke a rule that doesn't apply to me. I have a third place one uh, for something third I thought place. that was actually uh, Mal. I think it was a psychic recharge Malamar. Uh, I think I got that for double reasons is I want to actually use that card. So, right. I mean, you were really good at that time in the Pokemon trading card game and I, you really earned it. So, yeah, congrats on that. <laughs> All right. As we change anymore, let's uh, break out of the news and get kind of get into the main topic of the day. Um, Today is going to be a shorter episode. Um, as I say, that will probably tangent for another hour plus. Um, but, we, you know, with regionals coming up, it's, you know, less than two weeks away. Um, for the start of the 2023 season start. Um, so there's a lot of preparation going into Baltimore. Um, and I do want to talk about the metagame and how we think things are going to turn out, what card or what decks are going to see some play. We might not see a lot of change from the world's um, you know, meta because you know the the the, the format is kind of basically solved. Uh, but the the interesting thing to me is prepping for Baltimore and Peoria. Um, so they're basically in two different metas and, you know, two weeks apart from each other. Uh, so Peoria is a month away. And how, how do we prep prepare for two different tournaments in two different formats? If, you know, if you are a player going to both. Uh, that That's a tough order really. Cause um as really Peoria is like the, the big question mark after that. Cause you can look at Baltimore and you just, you go off the knowledge you have at the moment, like obviously, mm-hmm. cause you have tournament data to look at, but then when you get to Peoria, you're in a new format with a new set. And uh, unless there's an event in the weekend between like, you're not going to have much to go off of. Right. So you really have to judge what you want to do, whether you want to try something new or what new cards you might feel will give you an edge in in current decks. Um, 
uh to but then like when you're trying to metagame it do you also think like do people just want to because there's not enough knowledge do people just go with the trusty faithfuls right you know what i mean and then do you have to still prep for that but then what if you see giratinas <laughs> like you know what i mean so yeah. the, the the matchup's unknown um at this point at least because a lot of people um you know won't be able to get those Garatinas, those um, those Zora Arc decks um, that quickly. I, I mean, there are going to be people that will, um, and I'm hoping to be one of those uh, players uh, going into Peoria with one of the new shiny decks. Um, you know, one, because people haven't tested against it um, and quite don't quite know how to play against it. Um, and two, it, you know, I think that's the biggest thing, actually. But um, it does seem like a very solid deck. There's a few different... Um, you know, card combinations that I think may work um, in Garatina that some uh, I haven't seen online yet um, that might make it a little bit more consistent. So, I mean, time will tell um, there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what let's go. Let's just jump backwards, though, and, and let's talk Baltimore. This is the last um, of this meta uh, going to going from uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember the set that we're on right now. Um, Astral yeah, Astral Radiance, um, and you know, and base set to Astral Radiance. So, um, do you think there's going to be any last minute shakeups to to that format in in Baltimore? Um, uh, I, I, I still think that um, I think Palkia has the room to innovate. Um, it's a very good deck as it is. Um, but I think it's got the big arrow on its back. So I feel like it's the one that if it wants to continue and potentially win, it's the one that needs to find a way to innovate. Um, right. uh, because I think everyone's going to look at the world's winning deck and, and a lot of people are going to stick stick around to that because it does cover a lot of the bases and the top decks are still the top decks. Uh, you're not going to have something new that just breaks in. No, I don't um, think you'll have a, a brand new archetype. I think you might have new supporting and, and you know, those those tech cards, depending on where the metagame falls. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, you're not going to have a new archetype come in. So whether ADP stays like what I mean, Arceus Decidueye, like Pikachu, like uh, the, the three, the, the three Amigos might change out an Amigo for something else based on the medical, what people might see. Um, uh, but I think your three top choices is still something with Palkia, where I think that needs to innovate. And then the RCS, the RCS builds are going to be a top build. And then Mew, I think, still has a genuinely good play because it doesn't have the hard counters that it had, and it still functions. Uh, you just... You just got to know how to play it. Uh, it's not going to auto-win games uh, like it did in the early Fusion Strike format. So that would be my top three to look at. And what I'm looking at is innov innovation around Palkia. I think adding uh, something else besides just Palkia 2 so that you're not going in like pigeonholed a lightning weak attacker mm -hmm. into that RCS matchup that and something that you can hit hit big numbers without having to have two full benches of Pokemon. Um, and uh, everyone knows I'm a big fan of them. Ice Rider. 
So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my innovation. So I agree and I disagree with it having to innovate. Um, so we saw at the world's format, there was lots of baby Jolteon with memory capsule to really stop that shady dealings. Um, so I feel that the, I personally feel that there'll be less text against that kind of um, engine right now. Um, Cause it did, you know, lend to a little bit of inconsistencies and we did see, you know, um, the world's winning deck had the barrel. Um, so I think people may stray away from that. So I think it's actually a decent time to play shady dealings. Um, Again, you know my feelings with Ice Rider and Shady Dealings. I still feel that way. Um, but with a Palkia deck, I think it's still fine um, to run that. And, and, you know, you might see one or two um, throughout, you know, the tournament. But I, I think we're going to see a downtick in in the baby Jolteon. So I think Palkia is a pretty decent play. Um, in my experience, regular straight-up Palkia is a good matchup against Mew. And some of these three prizers, um, when you throw Ice Rider, even if you can one shot, um, because of that prize trade off that they have to go through, um, depending on the deck, of course, um, it kind of makes it less favorable, especially against Mew. Um, and I think Mew might see an uptick in play too, because I mean, yes, they're you know those path of the peak decks, but we are seeing a lot less dark, um, generally. Uh, so I think ADP is in a good spot. Um, I'm still undecided on Pikachu, how viable or not. It's not how viable because it's obviously a viable deck, um, but how popular it's going to be um, in, in correlation to Reggie, the Reggie decks, because we've seen a lot of Reggie decks out the, up there and a lot of Reggie decks that are playing extra ropes and bosses orders to get around that. Um, so you you've seen an uptick in Reggie's being played and and teching to beat the counters to it. Um, and if it can just straight beat um, Ice Rider, um, it's a little bit in trouble. I know there are still, um, you know, a lot of different things that can kind of mess with it, but uh, I still think it's in a pretty good spot. So there's just a, a few different decks there that are kind of like, you know, the stock is going up and down. So it's just where they lie. Um for me, you know, I can't stay decided. Um, you know, I, I've toyed with straight Palkia. It seems really consistent, but again, um, the rat really hurts it. Um, played my RC's box with Tococos. Um, you know how I'm a big proponent of that. Um, but it currently feels a little bit bad uh, because that Coco has that one extra lightning um, for the, the cost instead of the colorless like the Pikachu does. Um, so it's a little less versatile if you need to throw tech cards in there or different Pokemon, like you were saying, um, Arceus with different friends. Um, having that extra colorless is actually really, really huge. Um, so I'm, I'm wavering on that. Um, and then Ice Rider, I was really high on, then really low on, then really high on. I'm back kind of where it's probably not the play, um, just because of Reggie's, like he's, I said, um, and, and the Pikachu decks out there. Um, so there's it's a matter where the wheel is. And I, I think I'm currently on the Arceus train with different techs. I think I might want to tech against Mew a little bit more than normal because we haven't seen a lot of Mew hate um, specifically targeting Mew in the last you know couple months. 
Um, so and and you've kind of seen an uptick in his uh, you know, his play percentage. And, you know, just it's always there in the cut. So it's 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 kind of tough. Uh, I'm racking my brain. I keep I keep going back and forth. Uh, we'll see where I get. I, I guess I end up in a week and a half. It's really hard to. It's kind of hard to decipher exactly uh, because uh, we're going off of, you know, also, you kind of know this is like the last event. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and what you're going off of is is worlds. So uh, those two decks, it's hard to really kind of like tailor something to bring it, and uh, you don't you don't know if everyone's just going to bring that or 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 a Palkia. Like you don't know if everyone's just going to bring Arceus, or you don't know if everyone's just going to look like that. Everything's going to gear towards Palkia, even though Arceus was the winner, right? Because there's no clear cut like counter. Uh, I mean, there is a, a a higher chance at the moment with everything like knowing what is the top three. If you can find something that kind of like uh, steals the show against a lot of these, right? Uh, which is why I have a feeling you might see a little bit more Mewtwo v Union than usual, but I could be wrong um, because it kind of can handle. And, and whether you're trying to stall or whether you're trying to take prizes or not, uh, is I don't know, but uh, it can. It had back at NAIC times, it had a really good matchup against Arceus and Palkia and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, uh, it might find a way to sneak its way back in, but right. it might not. I mean, I mean it depends on I how, how someone I, I think it depends on how, how risky the players at Baltimore want to take their meta choice. Right. I mean, I don't disagree with that. Um, and I don't know how telling or un, like how, you know, what this actually means. Um, but, you know, with testing the last week playing on ladder, you know, you know occasionally um, I ran into eight straight Mu V max decks, eight straight. Yeah. Like that. And I haven't seen it on the ladder in that high percentage in months. Uh, so I think the community in general is on Mew. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I feel that that is an indication that a lot of the general public is on Mew. You may be correct because it does it does have a solid play at the moment. Like, at the uh, moment, I think it said- changes after uh, or the new set comes out. Um, but before we talk about you know the Peoria meta, meta and going forward. Um, what is your final locked in deck, uh, if you have one or your leading deck of choice? Is that, is it that Ice Rider Palkia? Uh, my leading deck of choice is, uh, Ice Rider Palkia. And, um, my, like, like, screw it. I can't decide deck is literally Stone Journer because, (laughs) uh, I have, started learning how to i mean i don't know i just started learning how to play it i like how it plays against the big decks in the meta right i know it has a hard weakness i know it's really bad against certain things but that's my that's like i i can't Mew. decide what's gonna be the top <laughs> thing so i'm gonna take something that's good against the top things and pray that i miss all the stuff that i'm bad against right uh, it's not bad i mean it is a gamble no matter what you take so We'll see. If you do go with Stone Journer, you definitely need to play Dan. No. 
No, <laughs> come on, come on! You, you got you good at locals. You got to play Dan. No, you know how much of a legend you'd be if you won the regionals with poor Dan in your deck. Come on, <laughs> we'll see if I remember to take it out of the deck list. <laughs> You're like, oops! I guess I am stuck with this. <laughs> uh, no. All right, so let's get into uh, Peoria meta. Um, what do you think some changes are going to be? What are some of the decks um, that are going to see some big pluses? Probably some new decks. Um, and some decks that you're going to see some big minuses. Uh, so big minuses. I don't know if there's a lot of big minuses. So well, the last I, I big pluses. I think the big three that you're going to see out of uh, Lost Origin deck types is is uh, Gudra. Suing Gudra, or is mm -hmm. it suing, is it who's suing Gudra? Yeah. Um, just, I don't know. I think it's, it's just Gudra. we'll just say Gudra, uh, Zorark, and um, Giratina. I think the only one that looks to be, uh, I don't know, gear, I, they all look like they can have potential, right? Uh, Gudra, I think, will that take the longest tank. to figure out like the right list, yeah. Um, so I don't think that's going to come out the box like uh, at at Peoria. Right. Uh, you might you might find some people playing it, but I don't think it's going to come out and and like wow everybody. Right. Zor Zorark seems to me like a high rolling deck. Like you literally just have to do like get hot every game, and I think Zorark could like whether it can be that consistent. We'll see. I don't. That's 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 why I think like it's not a good tournament deck. I think it'll be a fun deck to play, potentially, um, because it'll it'll I don't know burn you half the time. Like you just brick and then you can't get any damage counters, and then it hits like a wet noodle. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Giratina is supposed to do the best out of it, even though there's a lot of people will say it's overhyped. I don't know. Cardus is doing does does 280 damage. Seems poised to be very good in my eyes. Yeah, uh, so, so for me, I think I am on the Garatina train. Um, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to make sure I have um, a line. Um, if that's a 3-3, three, 4-4, three, four, four, we'll see. Um, there are a few cards that I think um, you know are kind of obvious, but kind of still really good with that. Um, with the Comfy, being able to use that ability um, to you know put stuff in the, in the Lost Zone um, in combination with Scoop Up Nets. Um, so you can really um, chain a bunch of these together really quickly, throw a bunch yeah. of cards in there, plus Zora Arcs attack those things in there, plus you have Lost Vacuum that can throw um, cards into your Lost Zone. Um, also having just like the versatility for that early game pressure with uh, the Karamorants being able to take out um, some cheeky knockouts on um, low HP Pokemon that are setting up. Um Seems pretty good. Um, the, the I guess the biggest question for me is do or does Garatina need the Arceus train? Because obviously you're not going to want to use Arceus's ability um, to draw cards because um, you want to use that for Garatina to take that Oko on your opponent once you get to that, um, you know, that loss zone number, which I believe is a 10, right? Yes. So um, there are a lot of different things. Um, obviously, I haven't play tested it yet. Um, just theory crafting um, and you know doing some head sims um, within the next week, hopefully, uh, well, the week after um, Baltimore. I'm definitely going to hit that hard, um, and I think I'm hoping for one the deck to be as good as I hope it is, 
and two for just people not to be ready for it um for one because they haven't played tested against it enough and two um you know people won't have it in numbers because you know it might be that too expensive deck to reach you know right away depending on a player's budget so i'm going to try to use those two you know two things in my advantage uh to you know get points there at peoria yeah i mean the big thing um i was going to like kind of transition like i don't see a lot of big minuses out of like the decks that are still popular i think rcs will still be good right still a good card i mean he might find new buddies um for incoming pokemon i think palkia is still going to be a good deck um I think Ice Rider definitely... falls off. I think yeah, you get the, I think the, ice, the Karam, right, I think, Karam well, right? Is that the what was that Pokemon? The other new Ice Pokemon? Yeah, I think Kiram. Uh, I think Kiram's a little bit uh, feistier, a, a better pairing maybe for a Palkia uh, because mm-hmm. you have a more uncapped damage potential, and uh, he has. Well, I think he has a little bit, a little bit more HP. Um, it's the same Ice. Ice pipe, like so, he's still weak to metal, but uh, right. I, I think in general, where you're going to want to use him, he hits harder. So, even though Ice Rider hits really hard, he hits harder for less pieces, I guess. Um, yeah, so uh, there's that, and then uh, but like the, the new incoming Pokemon don't really add any like kind of like crazy weakness, like something like. Like we don't have like a, a, a new incoming lightning Pokemon unless Rodom is like crazy good. Um like we don't I mean, have we a still crazy... got peak. We still have peak, and I still think Coco has viability, even though it hasn't seen that success. Um you know, it really that again just depends on the Reggie deck. Um if Reggies are in there, I think it's just not good uh compared to Pikachu. But if you don't anticipate seeing Reggies um i feel like it's it's better in those matchups um you know with big pokemon that you can just paralyze because switch is still not a card you're seeing a lot of yeah it's just the, there's nothing that's going to come straight push anything out um uh you i think mew might be the only, good, yeah mew might be the odd man out because there's a lot of things now that Great can beyond. just <laughs> What's that? The Drapion Tech. Just throw one yeah. of them. Well, there's going to be the, dra- <laughs> the, the Drapion Tech, which I don't think ends Mew, um, but uh, there's still there's even more Pokemon that are, can just like trade with Mew and like right. maybe be able to take a shot from a VMAX and be like, I can still hit you for 310. Um, so um, and Gear- I'm thinking Giratina there because 280 can hit 310 easily. So, um, and then just KO the next one if they have 10 lost. Like, that's my thing. Like, there's just ways around uh, that you're getting to the point where Mew VMAX is being a three prizer is a detriment to Mew VMAX. I now. agree. It, it, it's speed is only going to get you so far if there's just that many Pokemon that are two prizers or one prizers that just have answers for you. So, I think Mew's time is coming close to an end um in super meta relevance um being up there there's something that you have to tech against but i definitely think going to baltimore you need to have an answer from you yeah um so i want to talk a little bit more about tina um some more um cards that potentially will make the deck um good um depending on what you think the metagame is so that that energy cost is a little awkward 
Um, but one card that I didn't see, I mean, I might have just missed it, but I didn't really see in most of the decks I saw coming out of Japan um, is Gardena's big uh, Gardena's vigor, right? Uh, so you can accelerate grass energies to it if it's on the bench, especially if you're playing um, a comfy engine with you know a lot of nets and stuff. So it's easily conceivable that it'll be on uh, the active spot. Um, you Gardena's get that energy acceleration, and then you're you're ready to go. Um, potentially in one turn right because you can attach um you know two grass which satisfies the grass and colorless and you get that psychic out there um for for a ko um you know that's assuming you don't even attach energy the turn before um so there's a lot of different things there um and i think uh, another card that not necessarily goes in tina but might be a really good tech going forward especially because comfy might be um you know, a staple, well, you know, still, still to be determined, but we're seeing more Muse. We're seeing more, um, you know, single prizes or, or stage basics, I guess, um, seeing some play in it um, that are not rule box Pokemon. So I think Empoleon has a place, at least in this early new meta. We're already yeah. kind of seeing it against the rocks and against um, Lunatone, Solrock. Uh, so it has versatility already against a lot of these single prizers, but then shutting off Comfy's Muse celebration um, might just become really, really key um, going forward. Potentially, I've never been. I've. I'm, the only reason that he always makes me mad is because he has to be in the active, and he's kind of useless there. Uh, but again, depending on the deck, um, especially in like a um, uh, Palkia deck. Um, not too bad because you can just power them up with Palkia hit and then just spread that energy back to either a Palkia or Ice Rider or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's not terrible, but uh, this, this is, that's the one thing that frustrates me about him. But um, back to what you're saying with the, the Gardenia, the Gardenia and, and, and Tina, I think that's, uh, that's one of the things that I've been looking at, which making her, making Giratina, I think just work really easily because uh it's really just looking at getting that extra attach because it's a three cost attack even though it's a psychic and, and a and a grass like you can as long as you find the psychic which we have easy ways to find it but, yeah we got uh, we've we've got fog crystal which can get you that energy it can get you that comfy it can get you multiple yeah, different so, psychic support um so there's ways to find that and, and if you're going first then you uh, then you just need the grass energy attached from Gardenia's. You just need that extra energy attached. So Gardenia's can do that for you. Uh, I mean, technically a Raihan can do that for you if you lose a Comfey right. from from uh, like an attack early attack. There's also been some Leafeon decks, uh, you know, with the with the Leafeon's ability just to accelerate yeah. um, if you go first. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of different options that um, still need to be explored with Caratina. Yeah, because even. I mean, going second, I would be hard pressed to say that it's a good thing to commit a vigor of two great grass, like two grass energy to a Tina mm -hmm. on the bench. I feel like you're 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 putting a lot of eggs right. in that basket. Yeah, but you if you get two set up, you can attach a grass and then get a second Tina uh, uh, um, out there, attach another grass with the ability, um, and then you're just a a Gardena's away from you know being able to to. Um, take advantage of that so there you know there's definitely plays i'm not saying that not necessarily the best version of the deck but you know it is an option yeah 
Yeah, I was. I'm just. I agree with you on that, and I am interested to try Lost Zone out, and and I with it, and then seeing if like an Arceus Tina variant is any better. Um, uh, I tend, I, at first I thought so, but I can I at least in my head Sims, I just don't think Arceus is the partner. Um, for for Garatina, I don't think you go for Lost Zone if you play RC. I think you're just looking for Tina's 280 damage, uh, out of out of, and then you do RCS things as well. Like I don't, I don't necessarily think you try to do Star Requiem in that way. I like mm-hmm. you. I think Starbirth is still your your V Star power, and then uh, you just hit for 310 and and try and recover energies. Like just attach energies or over maybe over attach energies or something like that mm-hmm. to to uh, Tina to from Arceus. That's all. Yeah, I mean that remains to be seen. Yeah, three ten with a belt, um, still really solid number. Um, Mew's going to fear that obviously without any defensive buffs, and you typically don't see defensive buffs um, there. Um, Flying Pikachu, same kind of situation. So there's plenty of opportunities. Um, and then another, I guess, last thing that I want to talk about with Garatina is it doesn't have weakness because it's dragon type. Um, so much of the metagame right now is reliant on weakness spread, right? So a lot of these RCS decks are seeing like the ADP deck we talked about um, did really, really good because it had weakness spread against a lot of the meta. Obviously, it did a lot of other things well, Um but that was one main contributing factor. Um, you see, that's why uh, Ice Rider has been seeing a lot more play uh, because Pikachu's out there. So you're trying to, you know, have a little bit of weakness resistance, I guess. Um, so we see a lot of that give and take. Uh, we're seeing the Galarian, uh, the the Hisuian. Um, why can't I think of the name? Um, the Sijuai, um, you know, in, in play too to hit the weakness on Arceus. So we're seeing a lot of this weakness spread um, with Garatina not having weakness. Uh, that might give it its edge, especially when it's hitting the numbers without having to worry about, um, you know, its opponent being weak to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was one thing that when I was trying to make Rayquaza work was always something that worked in its favor mm-hmm. was that I never really had to worry about it, depending on what you were playing against. I never really would worry about it getting just like blown up because of weakness yeah but just like a random like pokemon that might not see play but you're just happy to be weak to it so there isn't Uh, that kind of thing where it's like oh i just lose because you have a a one-up tech yeah and and i i I never had to you never have to worry about whether they have a weakness in there or not um but you just also like it's a i I would say it's a double-edged sword but it's a little sharper for the no i think it's a little sharper for the no weakness Weakness, mm-hmm. but you also never hit anything for weakness right but, again it depends on the numbers and currently garatina hits pretty good numbers without that so yeah that was and, that was also my thinking with rayquaza is just like i'm hitting whatever i want to anyway like right. and garatina kind of hits enough no matter what anyway so you don't have to hit for weakness. Right. Um, I guess one last thing I had a question on, and this is not necessarily Garatina specific, um, but if any of these dragon Pokemon really uh, shoot off and are meta relevant, um, is in that top one, two decks, um, as far as like, you know, viability, um, do you think that hurts Arceus decks in general? Because Arceus is really going for um, that weakness spread. You've seen a lot of it, like with the ADP, um, 
when Mew was a, a thing, you saw a lot of like uh, Arceus Darkbox, you uh, really forming around that. Um, Arceus won't be able to do that if a Dragon type, a, a Garatina or something like that, um, becomes relevant. So, do you do you think that would affect potentially affect um, Arceus decks and you know the percentage played there? Uh, I do because the one thing that like. Arceus doesn't have is like heavy heavy hitting. Like he, he's definitely a lower damage lower damage cap, but a lot of versatility in who, who you pair with him and what you can bring. So yeah, being able to bring those weakness uh, active weakness like hitting Pokemon to make those have to make those Pokemon hit for heavy damage mm-hmm. uh, is really what it's like we've seen it really take off and, and be super competitive for the last few months. But if you have no weakness to the prion, um, you still, it might not be as prevalent, but what you still might be able to do is what we were just talking about five minutes ago is bring Arceus and your own heavy hitter. If you can mm-hmm. find something that can hit that hard, um, like an Arceus with its own Giratina just to hit Giratinas, right? Um, then you might be onto something. That might be the way it goes at the moment. Um, and just maybe making sure that if you get hit somebody, you can hit just as hard back. Yeah, it depends tend- on what what is what dragon type we're talking about. What's big, it, whether uh, it, it can work or not. Um, so a time will tell. It's a, just an interesting question. When whenever I saw dragon types, uh, you know, reannounced uh, with you know no no resistance, no weakness, um, that was kind of a question in my head. Um, and now, seemingly, I know there's a lot of talk. Um, you know, the same kind of thing we already said with like Rayquaza. Is it going to be that deck? Is it going to be the deck that is underperforms for the hype that it got? Um, We'll see, but if if something dragon ever pops up, I don't know. I it's just I don't know how that changes the meta. Yeah, um, I think the main difference, like Rayquaza, I think was a cool card that was probably definitely a little bit overhyped. Um, but I still think it was good. It was just uh, probably the engine that it was what it brought like if you wanted to use Rayquaza that you do your thing wasn't good like as good as what was available mm-hmm. and uh it required a lot more effort to do big numbers than other things uh i think tina is a little bit more straightforward even though um it kind of requires a lost zone engine like mm-hmm. i i think if you're like i think playing like trying to like Somehow I like I feel like it's not necessarily a full trap, but star like playing just for Star Requiem can be a trap, I think. I think two like look at Giratina's card and just be happy with the 280 sometimes because that's a lot of damage to KO a lot of things in the game. Mm-hmm. And like if you're just looking at it as I need to use Star Requiem, I think that's the wrong way of looking at it. I think that's an added bonus to KO whatever you want at the time and make things a little easier. But I think that her bread and butter is going to be that first attack. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, And then I guess last thing, I guess if again, this dragon type um, does well, um, 
that might have an effect on the single prizers because I feel like if there was a, a single prizer, like the single prizers would be the counter to that. Um, like a Reggie box or something like that um, to hit the numbers because that, that attack cost and the discarding into the, into the loss zone just feels bad, especially going into one prizers at a time. Um, so you either have to have a backup, I, I Arceus, um, or something to that effect, um, or else I just don't see the deck being able to stand up to those one prizers. Yeah, I mean, being able to, I mean, yeah, I mean, the 280 attack is like overkill for every single prizer, but yeah, having to discard those two energies every time, and when you talk about it six times, you may not have enough energy right. in the right. deck if you prize something so, yeah just the just the loss zone discarding um uh, by itself yeah it just seems uh potentially bad against one prizers again um build still to be you know de determined yeah i mean you just that's something you gotta figure out and as long as i mean depending on the single prizer what you can pair up as a, a, a secondary like a, a secondary attacker like we've seen intellion do or uh some other other uh easily charge up attackers right All right well i think that's gonna do it um i know it's a little bit shorter than our normal episodes um so that's a good thing i guess um but thank you guys for hanging out towards the end um chuck before we go is there anything you want to say or a shout out before we uh end this one uh no um shout, shout out to the heroes inc and sports cards for um, great pre-releases this weekend. That's all. Uh, happy, happy to be back in the Berg for the weekend and and had fun. You're always welcome here at the Berg, um, and everybody here is always welcome in the podcast. Uh, come hang out and join um, our Discord. Um, we're we're starting up league soon, uh, yeah. so so be able, uh, if you want to be part of our community and play some games uh, for some online packs and some potential um physical cards um yeah please come and join us uh, it'll be a fun time thanks again for listening to the pittsburgh pokemon podcast uh, if, as always if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like a rating or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is it goes a long way to helping out the pod plus jake where can you reach us directly yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later. <laughs>